Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. The changing face of the Catholic Church. Is it a church in crisis? I'm joined by the Bishop of Ferns, Bishop Ger Nash. Good morning to you, Bishop Ger. Good morning to you, Ellen, and thank you very much for the, for the invitation. I received a pastoral letter uh, written by you, uh, sent to you by Father yes. Oran Furlong. I read through it. What's the core message within this pastoral letter, Bishop Ger? I suppose the core message, Alan, is, is it's a time of beginning. Um, it's a time of beginning for me in my role here in the Diocese of Ferns. I was um, ordained bishop on the 5th of September, so I'm very much at a beginning stage and learning, I suppose, learning the, the, the life and culture of, of the Diocese of Ferns. So it's a beginning for me and beginning, you know, um, it's also beginning for us all, I think, post-COVID. Um, you know, we're... we're, we're Thank God and please God, we're we're out of the out of the the worst of the of the situation, and we're moving into a world, I suppose, in which we'll really, you know, you can see the debate that's currently going on, even in relation to employment and things like that. Will it be? Will we be a hybrid? Will we be? Um, will we go back to? Will we go back to the way we were in 2017, for example? And I think in, I think probably in every area of life. That will probably never happen. There's a whole lot of things that have happened since we'll... So we're at the beginning of a new way of maybe being together, interacting in church, in life, in society. I just want to quote from a clergyman who said, it's not an easy task to be a priest in Ireland today. The number of priests are falling. There is more work to be done by priests who are getting older. The task of simply responding to the day-to-day demands of ministry leaves many priests with little time to take on new tasks and address radically new ways of life and ministry. There is a clear awareness that it is time for change. There is a willingness to to change, but the pressures of keeping the show on the road can be draining. How is the church in Ireland changing? How is the church in Wexford changing? Okay. Um, so I suppose one of the metrics or one of the measures of how the church will change in the future just is the number of priests. You know, and, and the priests are in church. Like the church is people, but just a kind of a metric is, you know, we have 49 parishes and even over the past few weeks, we, we've, we've, you know, we've, we've lost uh, over since I was ordained. We've lost two priests who were who were in ministry, and another now a retired man has just died. Indeed, Father Tommy Doyle. But um, I think the the church that we inherited, the church that I grew up in, and the church that the that probably everybody over the age of forty or grew up in, was a church that was based around the priest in the parish. And the parish structure, we inherited that from the from the the 19th century, and it you know it it it, it served its time. It did its it did its thing. It's, it, it's actually the church I was ordained into, but that church is now going to is now coming to the end of its of its of its life. Really, um, that that model that organisational model of church, the church is not coming to an end. The faith. The things that matter, the, our relationship with Christ, um, or the value of the sacraments, these are all, these are all, the eternals, the unchangeables. How we present them and how we we invite people and how we gather as all the people, the diocese around them, is going to radically change. There, there's no um, easy answer about what comes next, but but it certainly does involve that the key sacrament in the thing will be the sacrament of baptism. And I don't mean the little moment mm. in a child's life, but I mean the whole thing of all of our call together to, to create Christian community. So it's a, it's a mo- when you say, if you were to ask me what will replace it, I don't know. Do you it's think the be- church is in crisis? Um, 
No, the church, if, it depends on what you mean by the word crisis. If it, if it crisis meaning disaster, absolutely not. If, if it would mean crisis as the original meaning, which is a time of great change and time of leaving the past behind but becoming aware of new possibilities, then it is in that very positive kind of crisis. And, and the situation in Wexford in the parishes at the moment, this is of concern to uh, people who have uh, of, of strong Catholic faith, who, who love to go sure. to their church services. They're seeing the yeah. demands on the priests in County Wexford stretched more and more, more parishes they have to cover. What is the situation okay. in Wexford for uh, the parishes as you and I speak on this Thursday morning? OK, as you and I speak on this Thursday morning, there, you know, there are two parishes now without, without resident priests that, were, that had priests in them when I... When I when I was ordained on the 5th of September. But, but there are, that means there are 47 other parishes that have a resident priest. Where I came from in the Diocese of Killaloo, 18 parishes of 58 had no resident priest at all. And one of the things, it, it, you're, you're 100% right, and your writer that wrote in, or the, the person you quoted there is 100% right. If we, can, if we expect a declining number of ageing priests to provide the level of service in the manner in which it was provided in the 1970s and the 80s and the 90s, then that will be, first of all, manifestly unfair to priests. That, that mm-hmm. Secondly, it would be impossible. You know, it just simply would be impossible. Thirdly, it would, and it would be unjust. So it, it has to be... We have to begin to say, move away from saying, well... For the last hundred years in this church, at this time, there was a mass at this time on a Sunday morning. We, we, we really have to be, you know, and that will require, and I've been saying it a bit, things, you know, that will require a certain act of generosity on the part of right. people generally to say, what matters is that we have a community and that we will, at, at, in, in as fair a way as possible, and sharing the border. It will also mean that when there, when in some places where you know, where a priest is, is absent, where a priest needs a, needs a break, needs a holiday, that lay people will step up and right. lead prayer services. And, you know, that's that's becoming a reality right. in, in many parts of the country now, and it'll become... A, and it, I think that will give lay people a voice. It'll give it'll give all of us a voice. It'll say that, 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 they, that the, the prayer life of a particular parish isn't entirely dependent on the presence of a priest. The whole area of married priests to bring people into the clergy that way, people who would love to be married and be part. Have you a view on that? Well, I, I, look, I, I think that I, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, to be honest with you, Alan. Um, you know, all these things happen sort of, I suppose the church moves very slow and Pope Francis is very moving things, listening to things. I, I think it, 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 you see, it, it's moving. It, to a certain extent, when we talk about say married priests or women priests, we're talking about a clerical model. I think it's it's we need to move to a thing about how does a community hold together. Um, you know, um, it, it's moving away in the sense of it would be I think it would be wrong of us to try and replace the model that we had there, which was entirely clerical, by another clerical model. It needs to be. We need to be. And it'll be my work, I think, to say over the next 10, 15 years, no matter what happens elsewhere in the world or what the church generally worldwide moves to, it'll be my responsibility and my task to invite people to take personal responsibility for their own Christian community in their own area. That's all the way from Anakura up in the north right down to Our Lady's Island. Right. So you want much more involvement with lay people in the churches. That's what I'm getting from you this absolutely, morning. Absolutely, absolutely.
it's not it's not sort of I, I think this sometimes you might that can try, come across as me standing here and inviting people in it's not mm. my church it is it's about our clerical church going out as well and sitting beside which is what Pope Francis is saying sitting beside people and saying right how together can we create can we sustain a Christian community in this place the, the abuse scandals have deeply wounded the trust to Bishop Ger people had in Absolutely. the church. How do you regain the confidence of those whose confidence you have lost? I think I think I think the church will never ever um, regain the confidence. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think the church has to has to be hugely humble. Looking forward and recognizing that 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 wound is it will always be there and will always be visible, um, and that and that um, and that as an organisation, as an institution, um, we we you know the institution betrayed a lot of people and it acted, you know, in its own self-interest. However, I think I think at at the micro level at the at the micro level I think a huge amount of priests and religious sisters and other people involved in church have 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 the trust of the people locally you know that they, they have established a local trust um, but at an institutional level I think you know there's a lot there's a long journey to go um, um, and but one of the things that is in place I think that people wouldn't trust thing I think that people can trust now is that there are very robust systems in place to ensure that the, that, the, that none of the past abuse happens, you know, and that at parish level and at institutional level, and there's constant auditing and cross-checking that that not just of at local, not just at priest level or parish level, but also at at the, at diocesan level that 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 a complaint or a concern or a worry. Is, is dealt with speedily and properly. Constant communication takes place between all the agencies of state and the church in relation to any matter that might be of any concern, whether it's church-related or not. Moving on to other issues now, there's a growing debate in Ireland about schools and the patronage of schools, uh, Bishop. There's an issue has been developing in Cushionstown National School. Can you shed any light on that situation there? Because you're across this story, aren't you? Indeed. Thank you, Alan. I can't... Um, I think all I can say is that, that it's an ongoing situation and um, it's a, a question of building up trust on all sides. But um, And it's, it's, it, we're working constantly at it. So I couldn't, I couldn't just comment because it would be... You know, a betrayal. It would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't advance the the the, the progress of the thing. Anything, but I suppose at a at a, at a bigger level, you know, that we have a lot of. There's an ongoing debate, and I was listening to it on a, a different radio station uh, yesterday morning, um, talking about um, you know, will how how divestment will take place, and there's an ongoing dis- discussion between the bishops' conferences. And the and the, the state as to how a, a better configuration of schools might come about that would be more appropriate to the times we're living in terms of, you know, the amount of people with commitment to church and practice rates, you, you know, that that, that ha- having 95% of the schools of the of the country doesn't make any sense anymore. So it's the question of where the journey, how to get that journey underway, right? Um, and and that. 
Is that a priority for you, Bishop Chair, to, to get this journey underway, even locally here in Wexford? Would that be one of your priorities? No, it 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 wouldn't really. No, I think I think I think there's no demand. I'm at a very early stage in my time here, so say of the things that are the the things that are being presented to me as priorities that doesn't that's not been presented as a right. priority. So what are your priorities then? What what do you see as your priorities? Um, my priorities absolutely are the training of lay people. Absolutely, you know the 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 the, the, the re-energising of lay people to take personal to take responsibility for the Christian community. That's not handing something over. That's actually talking to people and saying if we're to journey together in this particular parish, and you can name any parish of the diocese, um, what needs to happen? What kind of training is needed? Uh, what kind of supports are needed? Um, and and that's my, that is absolutely my priority. I think that will do two things, because that will protect priests as well. That The, the spin-off of that will be that, that the more we can do that, and the faster we can do it, and the more effectively we can do it, the better care I'll be taking of, of a smaller number of older priests who are advancing in years, and we're all advancing in years, but that that they, those roles that those priests do, the sacramental role, they can do it in a meaningful way without being overburdened and in a way that they're, they're with a supportive community. So training and involving of... of, of Right. The involving of lay people and the building of structures, that is absolutely my, my key priority. But there's also an urgent need to interact more with young people. How are you going to do that? Is that another of your priorities? Because without them, the church will die, won't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose one of the things that I have been doing in the short time that I've been here, and, you know, once COVID is over, please God, we'll, we'll be doing more of this, but getting to the secondary schools and... That whole thing that, that Pope Francis is talking about, the, I, I'm not going into the schools saying this is what I want to do. I'm going to the schools at the moment, a few I've been in, and I, I'm conscious that I have a lot of, a lot of these to do, is saying, what, what, what do I need to be hearing? You know, I'm going in and listening more. What do I need to be hearing from, from young people? And, you know, and also sort of what kind of a world do they want to live in? And you know the concerns that they, you know the the vision they have for world, the world of the little of the few of them I've met, like they correspond almost you know entirely with with the, with the visions of Jesus Christ. Maybe not as the church communicated in the past, but certainly with the vision of Jesus Christ, which is you know to walk with people, to be non-judgmental, to 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 be to be a welcoming church. Um, and one of the things, of course, that comes up quite, which is which young people are passionate about, and which, you know, and I think this is one of the ways, probably, that that where 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 the church can walk beside young people is concerned for the planet, concerned for our our fragile world. I think this will be the big issue of the next twenty years. I think this will be, you know, if scientists are right and all the rest of it, it appears to be that that's what we'll be talking about fairly constantly, right. and I think there'll be there'll be a great space for, for church to be in that. What is your final message on this programme this morning to the people of Wexford? My message is, I think, that we, we're moving into strange, exciting and wonderful times and that we'll try and walk together and we will, discover, we will try to discover what, what Christ is calling us to in the, in, the, in the years ahead. 
what's what's the gospel calling us to? That's the church is an institution, but at the end of the day, it's what God is calling to us. What the message of Christ says about the world in which you live and I live right now. What do we need to be doing to make that to to, to make that a reality? It was also just maybe the fight. My final word would be say how much that on behalf of people to say how much we appreciate the work that's done, that was done in parishes and churches with funerals and all the rest of that over COVID time when, when things were very, very difficult. Um, and I'm hearing again and again how much people appreciate it and also appreciating the, 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 the broader sense of church work that was done by frontline workers, GA clubs, uh, meals and wheels groups that, that ensured that in a time of great difficulty, the, the lonely, the vulnerable and the isolated were not left alone. Um, just to say thanks and well done. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.